It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Newtown Toyota. Big game of footy last night. A little bit of a confusing game of footy. <laughs> time slots were changing. I was listening to Triple M at the time, and Damien Barrett was reporting delayed start, start on time. Delayed start, but it was all semi the small storyline because Jack Rewalt played his 300th game last night, kicked six goals, a magic moment for Rewalt. Wonderful night for Jack. Can he make it goal number six? Game 300, he's got six. The Tigers have got the win and they celebrate one of their finest, Jack Rewalt. Gee whiz, the older players in the competition, so Jack 300 games, I think he was the fourth Richmond player ever to play 300 games. And the third to ever kick six in yeah, their 300. It's, it's crazy. The older players, a lot of them, are finding another gear at the moment, I feel, Mick. They don't uh, lose in milestones. We've all written Richmond off, but Jack Rewalt playing his 300th, he stood up, and you know, now they're into seventh. They've jumped 12th to seventh, so yeah. then they become a real discussion point. Dusty goes down, so that's a, that's a big uh, worry Actually, for the Tigers. You, you said you ran into uh, Jay, Jay Clark, Clark in, in, uh, the, in the studios yeah. in Melbourne. So, and report was? Mm, the report was from our man Jay Z, who has all the breaking news. Dustin Martin spent the night in hospital and won't travel back with the team, of which Mel, uh, Richmond are travelling back to Melbourne today. Yeah, what, what, what did we think what? it was? Because when so, it was first, it looked ribs. Yeah, but like, maybe a bit low for ribs. Yeah. Kidney. Yeah. I'm hearing yeah. guys, the steak and kidney. So kidney, kidney, kidney. And, uh, geez, he was up and about on the bench, though, well, wasn't he, by the end of the game? This yeah. is the thing. He went from being half dead on the track and then all of a sudden <laughs> goes down the rooms, comes back out, looks all Well, we see that you all know, the time cool. with ankles and knees with a few jabs that the doctors yeah. hand out, but you're not jabbing a kidney. No. So no. maybe it just I, settled down on him. No, I think it was just, it might be just a little bit of assistance uh, through tablet form. Um, he might have been all right for a couple of hours. Through. Okay, a couple Now, of you just tablets. said that you had written Richmond off, and I know that you and Dill Buckley, there was a little clip where he said, no, they'll still make it. You said they won't even make finals. Did you get a little glimmer of hope after last night? Um, well, Zave writes clubs off that are in the eight. Oh. So he would have, <laughs> even though Richmond are seventh. I presume Zave's saying just tank and go to next no, year. My point on West Coast <laughs> was grumpy. I think they have another throw at the stumps next year at, at full strength. So if Yo mm. needs to have surgery or Gov needs mm-hmm. to have surgery, you've got what one more crack at it is what my theory on West Coast is. So if they need to pull them out now and have six weeks now, you may as well get it done. And Jack uh, had a big game, six, yeah. six goals last night, but they had all this controversy in terms of the bus took about four hours to get to the game. It did, but that's uh, what I liked. I liked their attitude. Yeah, the attitude was great, wasn't it? Oh, look, this is pretty minor in the scheme of things, Damien. It's, it's, you know, we, we, we sweat the small stuff too much as an AFL community. This is minor. Um, we've dealt with far worse. Uh, we're a bit late. We'll, we'll compress the preparation a little. You know, the delayed start gives us a little bit of slack. Um, we keep a sense of humour and we get on with it. We'll be fine. There's the CEO of Richmond. I think that just embodies their philosophy. Instead of sitting back and going, oh, yeah. no, why was me? We're going to be late. Da, da, da. They just get on with it. Hasn't it been a real swing? And I know we speak about Richmond. They've been so successful. But it has been such a swing, Mick, from when we started mm. playing against Richmond and they were useless. Yeah. And they yep. were probably a bit uptight. Now they're just relaxed. And the attitude, that's the attitude of life. Mm. Just you have to be that way. Smile, you know, worry about the small things. No yeah. point. It was Rewalt, it was Cochin, back when they were, you know, ninth and occasionally making yeah. finals. It, yeah, they, they used to be super serious and get up and about after one win and then they'd be down in the dumps and really sulky a lot of times. So, yeah, that attitude is infectious. And even on the way to the game, yep. Jack Rewalt, 300th game, big moment. A few a bit, a bits been thrown at him during the week. He was meant to have it at the MCG. He's on this bus. And all he needed to do is hydrate it. Yeah, they would have all had a lot of Gatorade in them. All, all they needed to do was go to the toilet.
I, uh, I need to read you this tweet from Jack Revold, who's sent out. Uh, not only is my 300 game not uh, at the MCG, there was no toilet on the bus, I understand as well, Benny. Now, you left that part out. That, that, that creates a bit of drama. Well, I can actually relate to that task because as I speak, I'm making a beeline <laughs> for the small house myself. Because, uh... Now, Britt, you don't drink water, but I can guarantee, <laughs> I can guarantee that when you're hydrated and you're sitting on a bus before a game of footy for three hours... You need to go. There, there might be a couple of drinks, like the two-year-old, when Ted goes to me... Need a wee, need a wee. <laughs> and you look at him and he's already half done it's it. Instant. You go, oh, God, mate. <laughs> Tap Touch. The race starts when the bet's on. Tap Touch. Better your bet. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. <laughs> Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. The horses are on the track. This is Brit's Best. That's right, Brit's Best. This is the weekly segment for Lifeline where we have a little interest in something going on around Australia. Try and make a couple of bucks for Lifeline. At the moment, we're putting in $716. Britt, what share would that be of yours and what share would be mine? 100% of mine and yep. nothing of yours. Yep, that's a good point. Now, I actually did get close. Now, Greg Hire filled in for you the other day, Mick, <laughs> and I had a winner and he added a leg that lost. So, um, mm. Greg's no longer been seen around Perth. He was actually yeah. deported back to uh, Hungary. <laughs> yes. Now, um, Britt, I'm just going to go straight away first because you can give an in-depth thought on yours. All right. Mm. My $50, our $50 slick. $50, West Coast Eagles, $1.75, $87.50 in the kitty. Add it in now. Ooh. They just win. If it, do, if it doesn't win, <laughs> I'll personally add $87.50 yeah. yes, from beautiful. my own kitty. Oh, That's how confident that. I am. It is going in. West Coast win tomorrow. We'll tell Scott Burns that Adelaide. when we interview him in a bit. I like that. Yeah, I like I'll... that you've gone away from the multi. When <laughs> yeah. something doesn't work for you, sometimes you have to switch things up. Adapt or hey, die, I say. Brent, he was he was mulling over whether he, whether he puts the West Coast fever in against the Adelaide Thunderbirds today. I still I still think he should. Oh anyway. no no no! We... <laughs> I, I, I did One look at the lines for Groove A as well, but no, Brent, over to you, mate. All right, well we're at the races today, and I had a feel at around five dollars, but you know Ooh, what? Nice. Now that you've only gone the dollar seventy, I'm going to play it a little <laughs> it should bit. Be five. I'm should be play five. it a little bit safer here. <laughs> Uh, I've got Brooklyn Pier, race seven, number one, Brooklyn Pier. This is a big class dropper. This is a horse that's been uh, finishing behind the likes of Amasinus last mm. start in a 72-plus. Drops to a 62-plus today, has drawn wide, but the Belmont Thousand's just one bend. So if you if he doesn't quite get across to sit outside the leader and has to tramp a little bit deep, I'm not too worried. And deeper might be a little bit better, Yeah, it very well could be, especially uh, coming uh, to race seven. So... Uh, that's the way I'm going. Brooklyn Pier, $2.70. Race seven, a number one over the 1,000 metres, $2.70. Well, Lifeline are going to be happy with us, Brit. There's two mm. winners. Let's hope so. That was Brit's best for Tap Touch. Now, Brit, there's plenty of sport going on around oh. the Australia, but the world, essentially, you so love your much. Olympics. That's it. We're counting down to the Olympics, and our Australian athletes are on the way. Yes. At the airport, heading, heading to Japan, and... Obviously, we've had Alex Diminor during the week had yes. to withdraw with a COVID positive. I'm so worried for some of the athletes for mm. that sort of situation. If you get all the way there, perhaps you even you know start your first event. I'm just so worried about the carnage imagine, that could be the COVID positive. Can you imagine if they win gold and then Tesla had COVID <laughs> and they still managed to win gold well, at the they Olympics? Probably will. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's... It won't. Fingers crossed if they do have it. They obviously their health is is fine, yeah. but. What uh, what sport would you if you if I give oh. you an hour window what what are you taking? 
As in to compete to watch. in? Or oh, compete oh. or watch. Oh, well, well, naturally I wouldn't make an Olympic level, but if I could be a gold, I always wonder if you could be a gold medalist in something, yeah, what would it be? Is it is it the swimming or the, I think it has to be the 100 metre sprint. I'm charging down the 100 metres yeah, with the chest you're out. the fastest person in yeah, the world. Yeah, I love it. It's mm. funny how I think the Olympics is sort of, with COVID being squashed a little bit, in the lead into um, past Olympics, we've known who the champions are of the 100 metres, like yeah. Bolts running and Asafa mm. pa- Gay, and like, I don't even know who's who's running in it. So I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into that Do over the next week. you know what is a very underrated sport that I discovered last night? Synchronised swimming. Yeah, it's hard. It, it's outrageous. Right, yeah. just what they no, no. do. When they go upside down and then all he sees their little toes like, out of the air. They you know. haven't breathed in five minutes. Yeah, no, incredible stuff. Mick, what would you do? And how do you how do you become an expert in like scoring and judging synchronized yeah. swimming anyway? That's a discussion for another day. Hey, I just want to shout out for um the Peel Thunder Football Club winning the Waffle W Premiership last mm-hmm. week. That was yep. a good effort. Matt um, Rose are doing some very good things down at yeah, the Peel the Thunder Football Club. Manager, yep. so well done to Matt Rose and the Peel Thunder Football Club. Hey, I'm going to talk about the West Indies and Australia T20 series. Yep. Now, it's all over. West Indies leads 3-1. But in the game that we won the other night, Mitch Marsh, three wickets and smacks 75 in a man. Oh, that's a good player. Performance uh, as well. I'm just running my over live at the moment. Game five is on, and the West Indies are 5 for one seven three. Uh, into the 16th. Obviously, they're going to make a couple hundred, the ball. aren't they? They are smacking the ball all over the shop here. AJ Ty, one for 22. Um, right, so mate, Indies. we don't need a. We're not commentating hey, the cricket uh, here. AJ Ty scoreboard. In, yeah. in bowls, back of a length. Andre Russell just pushes it back down the wicket. Okay. Hey, actually, <laughs> not a serious one, but a fantastic moment for WA. Ben O'Connor. Fourth overall with two stages to go in the Tour de France. And tonight is his last chance to take some time off the leaders with the individual time trial. Of course, that ends, uh, that's, you know, the, the back end of the, mm-hmm. the tour. And fingers crossed, he needs to make up two minutes and 27 seconds to be on the podium. So two minutes, 27 right. seconds. Tell you what, you yeah. just get those legs pumping. But a lad from Perth, Subiaco. What amazing story, Ben O'Connor. You know, Dave, the Tour de France, mm-hmm. and then they do some of these stages are just unbelievable, like 200 Ks. They go up hills the size of the yeah. wall, like the, this, as steep as the wall. And then the nerve of the coaches and, and whatnot and the heads of the team, they make them do a warm-down. Yes. It's like oh. you've just, like a 30K warm-down on the ergo. You're like, mate, I've just... It, Mick, it hurts me 200. thinking about I'm the person that goes to Rottnest and gets the electric bike. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mick, can you imagine your freckle after riding 200 k's and trying again the next day? No good for us. Oh, I, just oh clenched goodness. Up. I just clenched up. <laughs> Somebody told me. Well, today now, Brit, uh, Thursday night, mm. you would have been relatively pleased. It's a little bit of pressure off your mighty eagles that you... Uh, we speak every week that you mm. put the paint on and wear the wigs <laughs> and get into the cheer squad and wave your flogger for the eagles. But the, the game on Thursday night was a Absolute whitewash. What adjective do you want to use to describe Frio on, on Thursday? Well, it's probably best to ask Mick. He can do yeah. it. Well, what adjective? <laughs> Putrid. Oh, yes. Uh, disgusting. Yeah. Atrocious. Yeah. And Thursday night lights, essentially. Frio have been yeah, devoid of the spotlight. It, yeah. They've been devoid of the big stage mm. since... 2016, I reckon. So five yeah. years out of that time slot or, or a prime time time slot. And Geelong just flexed their muscle. And what it did show... And this is further to our point that we, we discussed uh, prior to the break was anyone outside of essentially top four, I think, are making yep. up the numbers right now. What about Sydney? I, I just, I, you can't catch them in terms of they're going to be away from home for a long period. They're a young side. Yeah. And maybe that will work in their favour, but they're, they're probably the wild card. Port Adelaide, I'm nearly riding off as well. They just can't beat anyone above them. Well, they're at at the St Kilda today, and if they can't do that, mm. you absolutely do put the mm. line through it. Now, Mick, I spoke to yeah. um, Geelong captain after the game. Yep. 
And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, gee whiz, Frio were poor. And you know what he responded with? Oh, mate, I Did thought he? we were pretty good. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it's so often, though, we look <laughs> yep. at, so often we are so quick to say how poor the opposition was, which, don't get yep. me wrong, Fremantle were, were, were poor. But mm. maybe they... But Geelong yeah. played absolutely out of their skin, Britt. Yeah. Mm. They did, and that's exactly what you'd expect from a side in the top four versus a side that's building in terms of Fremantle. And then, what was it, Rory Lobb yeah. clearly carrying something. Sean Darcy's your best player. Sean Darcy's your best player. And uh, he is, he is enormous in the first half, and then he goes off as well. Fifey carrying the shoulder. So there's some excuses, yeah. but again, the the issue for Fremantle will be. I look at the bottom eight players yeah. in the Fremantle side at the moment, and yeah, I, I think yeah, that, that's where the real golf is between Geelong, who have injuries themselves, Britt, to put out that type of performance and, and, and flex their muscle. And there, there's obviously the contract situation. Sean Darcy's locked away, which is a great one. Adam Chera's the issue, whether he goes home or doesn't. I always say reward success, not loyalty. Uh, you, you can't pay. And I did text a player, former player at Hawthorne, who four premierships, Brownlow medalist, and I said, mate, when you're oh, going through your contracts, when, when, yeah, <laughs> when you're going through coach. your contracts, the top 10 players, what did you leave on the table? And I said, would 20% be fair? And mm. he goes, I've never done really research into it, but that would be about fair, 20%. Mm. So rather than getting the 20% extra for loyalty, yep. the good mm. players are saying, no, we'll take 20% less, and then success comes, and yeah. away we mm. go. So um, it's going to be interesting how that plays out, Mick. It is, and yeah, I think, Cheryl, well, Matt, Matt Pavlich came out and said he's going to sign on for two years, yep. which, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would don't know, I think it's a flip of the coin job. Yeah, so. it is. They've got Sarong, they've got Sean Darcy signed up, they've yep. got Andy Brasher, so they've got enough uh, pieces of the puzzle. Chera, you know, if he does go, uh, yeah, so be it. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, Britt, uh, one of the moments, though, on uh, on Thursday night, mm-hmm. the Starlight Purple Haze game, Millie Lucas's moment. It was just so touching to watch. You were there. Did, yep. Well, have you been in a moment like that to see the entire crowd give a standing mm. ovation? Well, it's one of those ones right where, you know, where they pitch the idea of, you know, we're going to do this and you go, gee, I hope they buy in because, you mm. know, if, they, if only half a dozen people are standing up and clapping yeah. and you think, oh, come on. It was the moment it hit mm. that 14-minute mark, they just rose and, mm. and it gave you a bit of a tingle. Yeah, listen to this. And of course, this stadium, as the applause goes on, was her happy place. Fremantle supporter, this is where she'd like to come and where she could smile. Stand, stand. And the entire family and the entire crowd here, thank you so much. For Millie Lucas. Superb. And BT mentions the family there. The jumper was designed by Millie's siblings, Joel and Tess, and it was yeah. a, a nice number. And it's something Fremantle, a lot of footy clubs do this very well, but Fremantle in my time there, the Starlight Foundation, the yeah. connection between um, yeah, the children and the players in the football club was very, very special. I remember Chris Main, it was, who has a really close connection with the Starlight Foundation, it, he... It was the bubbliest you'd ever seen Chris mm. Main at the footy club, yeah. his, his involvement with that foundation. So Millie Lucas, um, you know, rest in peace and a, a fitting tribute. Absolutely. Nice. And, and the money raised for Starlight creates opportunities for those kids that are sick mm. to, to really enjoy a moment. She met with uh, Fremantle 2016 for the mm. photo day, and that's where that relationship started. And a little side note, a friend of mine, uh, Selby, he does an online fantasy preseason guide. Over the last three years, he's donated $90,000 wow. to Starlight. 
purely by just doing and and just doing a little preseason guide. It Shout might be mm. Britt Taylor, um, you know what your numbers you average, you know potentially where you might see yourself and projectors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So Maria's Magic and Selby the Steer, ninety thousand three years to the Starlight mm. Foundation, incredible stuff. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends, the Newtown Toyota. Now, we were meant to chat to Scotty Burns right now, of course, played uh, a lot of football at Collingwood, Captain Collingwood, for a period of time as well. Uh, and we've had a little bit of an awkward incident oh. here, Mick. A bit awkward, yeah. isn't it? Um, Leachie's mucked it up. Well, <laughs> well, no, I was actually going to say that he heard Britt was on the show and he met Britt a little while ago and thought, oh, I don't think I've got time for her anymore, mate. <laughs> Run a mile. You and Scotty Burns have uh, met in the past. Yes, mm. I was uh, about seven years old. We are at Flemington and we were meeting the mighty mayor Sunline and uh, him and Nathan Buckley were there, and I got out my Tweety autograph book, which I carried everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and made sure that I got Scott Burns' autograph. I got a picture with him as well as a seven-year-old. There you so, go. Yeah, we go way back. Can you remember any other that made it? Is it twe- Tweety? A tweety. Is that tweety. Yeah, a tweet? yeah. What tweety. is a Tweety you know, autograph like, book? You know, like Tweety? Like... Tweety Bird. A bird. Yeah, yeah, Tweety Bird. You had a Tweety, tweety bird, bird autograph book. I would have it Laminated. I will find it for you. Can, can you remember any others that, that the popped f- in? Who was your fan favourites? No, one of the very first autographs I got in there was... Dean Cox when he was doing the primary school tours, you know, when you're really yeah, early on in your career yep. and you're sent out <laughs> yeah. to the primary schools. I remember yep. sitting on the playground, got his autograph, and probably would have, it would have been 20 years later, we raced a horse together. So, Did you have any yeah. luck with the horse? Uh, no, she was very slow. Okay, uh, a bit like Coxie himself. <laughs> but uh, Okay, so Scotty Burns has pulled out this morning because... Um, of you being a pest at the age of yes, seven, but correct. it did make us have a quick think, and we are thinking on our feet right now because we, we were meant to be diving into Paul Seedsman and uh, Tex Walker and yeah, Brody Smith. But, hey, Brody Smith. Smith. just remind me yeah. that we had Brody Smith on last week. He plays his two hundredth game tomorrow as well. Yes, I know. In, and we and he got hit by a golf ball during oh. the week. Oh Jesus! <laughs> did he? Who got him? Uh, well, he was hitting on. He was teeing off off the tee. Bang! Yeah. Hits a nice one down the middle. He reckons he's just putting his driver back in. To um, his bag, and then bang, right in the melon, a, gol- a golf ball from a, from a mile away. So, just a nice shiner for Brody, and he'll play tomorrow. Okay, and of course, the mm. British Open's on at the moment. Louis Townsend's in front, but Mick, you, uh, who was your? Did you? You were a star. So, did anyone come and pester you? <laughs> Thanks, did you? Safe. Thank you. You were. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you give anything away? No, or who did you giving. chase as a kid? Oh, well, I um, didn't get a huge amount of uh, requests or whatever, but I used to help out local footy clubs in the country yeah. of Victoria. My brother was tied up with North Warrnambool oh, Footy yeah. Club in the Hampton League, and they had a, a fundraiser night. So, yes, I got a pair of boots that I'd worn for probably two years, and I signed them, and I sent them down and said, oh, Pride you, might, you might make you know, 100 bucks off them or whatever. What did you know, they I make? Don't, I don't think they were going for much, Britt, yeah. at all. If anything, so a friend of my brother's like felt a bit embarrassed. So he's like, "Oh well, I'll buy them. Whatever." It might have been a few, a few deep. So he's bought them, not for much, Brit. Not for much. Did he get them but framed? He, yeah, but he didn't buy he them to take them, them home and put them on the mantelpiece. Apparently, the next day at the twelve o'clock show, midday reserves, he's out there running in the M Barlow Twenty One signed footy boots. <laughs> yeah, so he cher- he cherished so, them. And he wore them for uh, five years. Now, five years go. he wore them for. So he won best and fairest every year since. Yep. Yeah, he's been. Yep. He moved really quickly since then. No, Mick, yeah, um, he, he was average, very average. I remember going to the Australian Open every year as a youngster. I lived five hours from Melbourne, but I used to go down to the Australian Open, and we used to do one day. It was what it was, and 
I fell for a guy called Andrew Illy. Can you remember Andrew yes. Illy? He ripped the shirt. He used yeah. to rip yeah. his shirt off all the time. <laughs> I don't know how much, uh, how financially well off Andrew Illy was with the sponsors, but I, I don't think he was too keen on ripping too many. But he used to rip them <laughs> in the Australian Open when he'd win. Yeah. And as a youngster, uh, he was walking past and I said, mate, can I grab your sweatband? And he you know, wiped his sweat on his brow and then gave me the sweatband. And I reckon when I was 18, so it would have been 10 or 12 years later, I was cleaning out my bedside table. I thought you meant that you got this sweatband at 18. No, no, no. I was, well, no, that was, I, do, I still am a bit of a nuffy for sports stars, so it wouldn't surprise me I was collecting stuff at 18. But Andrew Lee's sweatband lived in my bedside uh, table. For about 10 years. Yeah, wow. And then I found it and binned it. But uh, <laughs> Andrew Illy was mine, uh, my famous little stalk mm. that I did as a we youngster. We used to go around the golf course as well. We live in the Vines. So when they did the old uh, tournaments, we'd, my brother and I yes. would walk around and get all the golf balls and get them signed. Yep. And, and collect them. Well, there You're you not go. going to pick up the golf ball, Brit, when they're just walking up to have their second <laughs> shot, though. Yeah. You can't pick it up and say, can you stop yeah, I'll take that this, back thanks. down? I've got it. <laughs> Mate, uh, well, did you have, Mick, you grew up in the country. Did you ever have any sports stars from around you? Uh, whew, not, not really. None that jumped to mind. But what I did have at our primary school, we used to send out, um, you know, you pick a pick a celebrity or, or a sports star and send out an item for them to get signed. And it was a yeah. big moment. You know, growing up in the country, you didn't have a great access uh, as they do nowadays to these professional athletes. And I remember I love my cricket, so I got an Australian one day top. Yeah, I thought I really like the way Craig McDermott bowls line and length, so I'm going to send out my uh, my t shirt or my shirt to, to Craig McDermott. You know, yeah, lo and behold, it comes back three or four weeks later, signed Sign. by Craig McDermott. Now. The pessimist in me now seems to think because <laughs> oh, no. every student oh, no. at the school, every student at the school, got their item returned. <laughs> yeah. So the principal yeah. was definitely <laughs> just getting good at calligraphy. Yeah. We used to have so, someone at the Hawks who was very good at just doing the big job. dogs. Yeah, oh. hey, mate, can you just wait the five big stars on this for me? Then you'd give it off to someone. Hey. That dead set think they've won the lotto. Hey. Guilty. Nat Fife was uh, not uh, overly accommodating when you asked for his autograph. Did so he I... say no? <laughs> so you just would yeah. sign it now, often. Uh, no, I shouldn't say, say no. that I did because there's probably a few out there that the really <laughs> cherish the cherish that Fife signature. Did Fife you reject you? Uh, from time to time, he did. He did. No, he'd always ask, "Who's it for?" Right. And you'd have to think on your feet, though. Oh, yeah. there's nothing <laughs> better when they're personally addressed to such and such. Yeah. Have a great life. Well, that's what yeah. they used to do at the airport when the same people turned up every week. You'd go, who, uh, who am I addressing this to? And you knew it was going online. It's like, oh, uh, not sure anyway. There's the guy at the Perth airport, sorry, Zab, that, yeah, that rocks guy. up in the, the different, the different yeah. bloody uh, so uniform So that's what we always week. say, who are we going to address it to? Because he wears a different costume every single week. This motorsport update is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Not only this motorsport update, but if you do love your motorsport, please head to the listener app and grab a Rusty's Garage for all the details around motorsport. We say good morning to Rusty right now. How are you, Rusty? Good morning, guys. How are we? You're going really, really well in here, mate. We did mention last week the supercars double-headed Townsville. Shane Van Gisbergen was unstoppable Mm. last week. What's the latest this week? Mighty, wasn't he? So he leads the championship by 245 points coming into today. They've got a qualifying session after lunch there in Townsville and a race this afternoon. Another two races tomorrow. So a super sprint uh, format up there. And it's, uh, I think it's just phenomenal that as a sport, they've been able to do this given the fluid situation on the East Coast with COVID. Probably the saddest news uh, out of the, the you know the week as far as supercars is concerned is that the Sydney Super Night Race, which yeah. is scheduled for about the 20th of August, under lights at Eastern Creek or Sydney Motorsport Park, it looks amazing, very NASCAR style. 
they have had to postpone that sadly. Mm. It's just so disappointing. But it's everywhere around the world, it, isn't it? It's, it's just things everywhere. Being postponed. But we do go across the world now. The F1s in the UK. Uh, well, there's a new racing <laughs> format here, a new qualifying race. Tell us a little bit more about that. Britt, this is really cool, I think. I mean, I'm a little bit old school, guys, right? So I like the traditional nature of a proper qualifying session on the Saturday, the GP on the Sunday. But as you guys know, and I've probably talked about on the show, sports are trying to change stuff up at the moment to keep it engaging, particularly for young people and so on. So yesterday, uh, we had a pre-qualifying session. So Lewis Hamilton was the fastest there from uh, Max Verstappen. Dan Ricciardo, only a thousandth of a second off his teammate Lando Norris. So they're six and seven, which is really good, really encouraging. Uh, And they're going to have a 17-lap race, a sprint race tonight, which sets things up for the GP tomorrow. So it's a qualifying race, if you will, something different. Um, And the fans' reaction that I have seen on Twitter so far and and social media generally, I should say, has been really positive about this. So uh, providing a delivering like that, yeah. yeah, it's good. Now, that is unique, Rusty, but I'll tell you what is also unique. If you mention Aussie Motorsport and Beauty and the Geek in one <laughs> sentence, what, what is going on here? Take us behind the curtain of this one, please. Now, I never thought I would be doing a reality TV update. In, in I love it, Rusty. <laughs> but anyway, um, so his name is Lockie Mansell. He's in his early 30s. Uh, he runs a small PR agency, and he does some commentary over the big screens and things at, at events. He yep. properly loves his motorsport, guys, and can rattle off, without even going through the stat book, all the winners of the Bathurst 1000 dating back to the 1960s. So, wow. so he probably Ooh. sticks the bill as far as qualifying <laughs> for the show is concerned. Um, a lot of love for him in the motorsport community, certainly in supercars as well. A lot of people getting right behind his bid here on Beauty and the Geek, which I think is cool. He's got a lovely personality, and the reaction uh, from Australia, by the sounds of it so far, has been enormously positive. So good on him. He's putting himself out there in a way I could not do. I, I just couldn't do that. Well, Rusty, I'm looking at yeah. <laughs> not. Uh, they're not always the brightest on that show. No, they aren't. But I'm looking at Mick at the moment, Rusty. He's got three inch glasses on, so he'd fit on <laughs> he that can show. Get a run on well. the geek. <laughs> Hey, Rusty, mate, thanks for joining us, mate. We can, of course, grab your podcast and I've got the listener app, Rusty's Garage, and I don't think you'll be touching any sort of reality TV on there. (laughs) No, probably not. Have a great weekend, guys. Fingers crossed for a good result of the British Grand Prix for Dan, hey? Oh, fingers crossed, mate. Thanks. Have a good weekend. You too. Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. $700 trade-in on selected water heaters when you purchase a new Solarheart hot water system. Yes, time for Mickey the Master. And joining us on the line is Simon from Dunn Good morning, Simon. Yeah, how's it going? Very well. How's your morning been? You're looking forward to putting $400 in the Skyrocket. Oh, I need it. That'll, be good. That'll go really good. Cheers. What, what are you going to do with it? Uh... Well, we're heading off to Golden Ponds this afternoon for a bit of a fish. So, yeah, the kids can have a good meal and I can have a beer so that will oh. disclaimer, disclaimer Simon you won't have it by this afternoon so hopefully you've saved <laughs> no, 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 it you can, spend, you can spend in advance Simon yeah. knowing it's coming within the, the next couple of days All okay right. well, well let's try and get it Simon let's try and get it uh, All right. now if you have any trouble with any of the questions you can use Brit or Zave with well I'm just waiting for a mate okay so Simon first question um, alright okay Wildcats coach Trevor Gleeson has left his post as the head coach why is this um, the end of your basketball, Simon? Doesn't sound I, like 
what, <laughs> what leagues above the NBL? Sorry, mm. I didn't mean to give a clue. <laughs> yeah. This bloke's unbelievable. So, yeah, Trevor Gleeson, other, otherwise known as Reva Reeson, uh, has <laughs> yeah. left his post as the coach. He may have been poached. What, what, what has he done? And remember, you can use Xavier or Brittany. Uh... Has he? Is he? Well, the next leg I can only think of would be the NBA. So. Oh, that's a good one. That's you want to lock, yeah, that's a good. Pursue an opportunity <laughs> yes. with the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Toronto Toronto opportunity with the Toronto Raptors. So big, uh, big luck to Trevor Gleeson. Question two: Who do you follow in the football, Simon? I'm a West Coast. That's not the question. You don't get a tick uh, for that. Uh, <laughs> yes, you yes, you'll get a tick for this. Then, which West Coast Eagle plays his two hundredth game? This weekend oh, against Adelaide. Yeah, that's a good one. That'll be Nick Nat. So, are you a big fan of Nick's work? Yeah, my son loves him. Yeah, he's a, he's a champion of the game and a champion bloke even more. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's just only the fifth person, I reckon, Dave's inserted himself into a story about today. Nick Nat and Joel Salwood. And How do I insert the story? Well, you know, he's just a good bloke. A good so that means, good guy. Well, that means you're, you're not very him a bit, do you? Shut up, God. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this. Uh, hey, question three. Across the other side of town, Geelong versus Fremantle. They played on Thursday night. Now, which former Fremantle-listed player mm. had 30 possessions for the Cats? Oh, Menegola. Hey. Oh, bang. Ding, Gee, ding, ding. Well done. Slow out of the blocks, but yes, just firing first one, no now. good. Last yeah. two, rapid fire. Basketball is he... a weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> well, you're home. Let's give you the 400. There's no more basketball coming, is there, Mick? No, you know Sammy Menegola, Zave? Just. You actually played with him at Hawthorne. Good man. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have played because he never played for Hawthorne, never no, played for Freo. No. He was in the twos. Question four. Did you follow your netball, Simon? Here we go. Oh. Okay. You've still got Mickey's Mickey's uh, mate up your, up your sleeve as well. So, West Coast Fever. They recorded their first home loss of the season last weekend. Mm. Who was it against? I'll give you a multiple choice, Simon. Was it against Sunshine Coast, Melbourne Vixens, or the Queensland Firebirds? Again, you do have the opportunity to ask for help from Brit yeah. or myself, Simon. I, th- I think I m- might need a mate for this one. Well, I'm just waiting for a mate. Okay, so you've got uh, Brittany, who's um, just filing through her Google search list. <laughs> she, her most recent search list was actually Paul Duffield. She just Googled <laughs> Paul Duffield this morning, Simon. But anyway, you can use Brittany or you can use Xavier. Uh, I'll use Brittany. Well, Ooh. I'm just waiting for a mate. What were the multiple choice again, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> so Zave's been to a lot of weddings with a lot of West Coast Fever players. Yep. So I'll, I'll let you go with Xavier if you want. No, no, you like we're all right. No, no Brittany's no, good. Got I just wanted to hey. give you the A, B or C. Yeah. So Brittany, A, <laughs> Sunshine Coast Lightning. A. B, Melbourne Vixens. Or, a, or C, B. Queensland Firebirds. You've gone with Sunshine Coast. Simon, are you happy with Brit's answer? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Don't hesitate. Simon, Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'll say, I'll answer. Yes, you are. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Well done. Sign. Okay, you had even a theatre that sign because it was pretty obvious Britt had the answer. <laughs> I just want to know A, B or C. Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting the music. That means I've got to hurry up. Question five. Last week's show. Yeah. We had a special guest on. Okay. Now, the question is, who designed the NADOC jumper worn by the Subiaco Football Club last weekend in the Waffle? Who designed it? He was on the show last you week. You don't even have a clue, surely, man. Well, loyal listeners would uh, know. Former yeah. Fremantle, former number one draft pick. Where's... Yeah, that, uh, former... you just got away with that. That's uh, That would have to be Desi. He was a second Yay! Yeah. <laughs> good clue, Mick. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Simon. Well done, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There you go. Get yourself a beer and well, shout the kids, kids a feed. Kids are going to enjoy that. 
Awesome. Thanks for that. Well mm. done, mate, Simon. And the West Coast win tomorrow, Simon? Uh, oh, they're going to have to lift their game, aren't they? Mm. Well, they are. Saves yeah. declared them, so don't worry about that. They'll win. <laughs> yeah, they'll win. No, don't worry about that. Because Adelaide have got to lift their game even more. <laughs> it's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota.